Hey, what you waiting on? Check, check us on your phone. This the Tony Sands show. Turn your radio on. Kelsey just turned down like a field goal, so we in the zone. Got games like a stadium. I'ma go ahead and pack the dome. I'm cooler, smoother. Make you think with your medulla. You a student. I'ma school you with the fact that I'm producing. This is for the high schoolers, college students. Nah, everyone can do it. Do this. I ain't new to this. My style is rich. It's lucrative. Maneuver through it. You know it's fast, only. You know it's so sensational. Like my big homie Tony. You could get me every Monday after kickoff on Sunday. I got these cold, hard fits, and we ain't talking Sundays. Co-host with Kelly Belly. Shout out to the big homie. You know it's so sensational, like my big homie Tony. Co-hosting with Kelly Belly. You know it's facts only. You know I'm so sensational, like my big homie Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. Go BBS Radio. What did you think when you heard that Colts reaction from fans? Yeah, it's a very bad look. It's, re- it's regrettable. Um, and you understand, I guess, in some sense, how the news was broke, obviously. And then there was just so much reason for optimism. The Colts were outstanding last year. Andrew Luck is the comeback player of the year. And, uh, you know, November, December, he's saying this is as happy as I've been playing football. And then here we are in April, May, we have another injury. And it's almost like reminders of how the shoulder injury was reported. We're live here another week of the Tony Sands Show. I am Tony Sands along with my co-host Maurice Love out of Atlanta. Listen, this is another week of sports and a bombshell was dropped on sports on Saturday while the University of Miami game was grabbing some attention in South Florida and throughout the rest of the college football league. Andrew Luck. Didn't appear too lucky when it came to him making his announcements, how he was booed in his own stadium, how he was booed in his own stadium when he himself really not even knowing that the announcement of him retiring was coming to the forefront or has been had been announced uh, on Twitter. It was amazing to see how a guy that put up those type of numbers for a team was the next Savior to Peyton Manning, leave off the field in that manner. Leave off the field in that manner. But I'm along with my main man, Maurice Love, is joining the Tony Sands Show. What's going on, Maurice? What's happening? What's going on, gentlemen? How you doing today? Man, I'm doing pretty good, man. It's, you know, when, when we look at the way the sports world is turning out, it's amazing of the things that are happening. But as you know, the biggest news right now that is going on is Andrew Luck and the way his situation played out in Indy, where he was being booed as he left the field. What was your take on that? How you felt? Do you felt that he should have been booed leaving the field for the final time, possibly as an Indianapolis coach? Yeah, um, you know, I. I read up on that he's leaving, you know, his retirement is $24.8 million that yeah. they coach are giving him. And his signing was $97 million. So he's leaving a lot on the table to leave the NFL. I mean, you have to be something. You give all that money up, and now you were retired as an NFL professional football player, and you have to be you have to be injured to give up his dream. That's a child 
hood dream to be an NFL player. A quarterback well, I, that is too. Yeah, when you when you look at the quarterback, the quarterback is the CEO of an organization, and they make the calls. And I think what happened with him being such a good guy, the way Andrew Luck is, I think over the time, uh, this pretty much wore on him. It wore him on down. He every for the last couple of years, he's been hurt, has played with a a, 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 a ruptured kidney in a game. You retire from that. Then, I mean, you take an injury, IN, you go on the IR for that. Then you come back. You get a calf. Calf turns to an ankle, shoulder. All this accumulating within the last two to three years of his life. How much could one man himself endure when it comes to that? It looked, when you look at that press conference, Andrew looked like he was, he looked like he was pretty much defeated. He was exhausted. It looked like he was exhausted. It looked like he was—he had a lot on his mind and just—he was exhausted. The body can't take no more of that pounding, and he like it's yes. enough. It's enough. And I, you got to figure. You can see. People got to figure. Go ahead, Marsh. Go ahead. What's that? Yeah, it, it was—it was enough. Enough. You can see that it, it took a toll on him. And I, in preseason, before the season start, he didn't play to start the season. The first game, he haven't gone. He said he's going to retire. He was done playing. That is Correct. major as an athlete, too. He must have been really, body really going through a transition to where he's standing. And I don't know if people understand and know how many injuries Andrew Luck really, really sustained during his short time. When you look at uh, a torn cartilage and two ribs, partial tear right. abdomen, uh, uh, a lacerated kidney that left him you know, using a bathroom with blood, at least one concussion, another torn labrum on his shoulder. I right. mean, uh, calf and ankle issues, all that in a short amount of time. Now, you got to understand, there's rehabbing that goes with each one of these. And there's a process that goes in with each one of these when it comes to trying to rehab. So that means, guess what? You get, you rehab through this long process, depending on which one of those injuries it was. Then you come back, you get healthy, and you fall on hard times again. You come back, right. you ready? And I think when he got the calf and the ankle injury this time, I think it it was something that was already on his mind, and he didn't know how much of this could he endure another rehab process uh, and, and the time that's going to go with that. Because, like I said, it reminds me a little bit of Kevin Durant's situation. Remind me of Kevin Durant's situation when it went from a calf to an ankle to Achilles. I mean, what goes with it? We saw how it played out with Kevin Durant uh, in the championship game. Now, here we go with Andrew Luck. The guy, people got to understand, this guy was a number one draft pick in the right. NFL to the coach. Right. Well, the next you know, savior to Peyton Manning. It's, it's like this, Sean. You played the game. You played football. You know yes. the pounding. How much yes. pounding can you take? What is the average of an NFL player, a, a quarterback playing the league? Now, Tom Brady is just this, this, the, the goat of that. He just, yes. he, he, the body is different, but but and he's older. But how did he stay healthy? And how how what happened to Luck? 
why he's not healthy. What's the difference? And Luck is young. He's 29 years old. Brady, what, 40? To be 41? Yeah, but when you, when, when you look at certain bodies is just not – certain bodies can sustain a little bit more pressure on it. Certain bodies can't. And it comes down to how long and how wide can one continue to endure the pressures that go with being an NFL quarterback. And I thought it would be a lot easier for an NFL quarterback because now they're lasting to 40. They're lasting to 35 years old because of the game has changed to where the game protect them. But I think this was more, when you look at Andrew Luck, I think this was more of a point of his mindset had broken mm-hmm. down in all the rehab that took that it takes to get back to being at that peak perimeter of a guy to where people expect so much out of him. And I think that's why when the announcement came down, because I was on the phone when I saw the announcement, I tweeted it out to Michael Irving, and the first thing he said, what? That was his exact expression back to me on a tweet. What? Because, like I said, at that time, a lot of people didn't know. A lot of coach right. fans started finding out uh, exactly just what had taken place, and they they looked like they had saw a ghost because you see him right. on the sideline, but you are hearing through Twitter, through ESPN, through everything that he's retiring. But you are seeing him on the right. sideline, so you're saying to yourself, "Wait a minute!" You saw certain fans take off their jerseys that they were wearing. They're saying to themselves, "We've bought season tickets." to see yes. Andrew Luck. Now we bought all these season tickets, and guess what? There's no Andrew Luck. So words, well, have we been duped in this process? Have we been right. duped to buy these season tickets, and now all of a sudden there's no more Andrew Luck? Wow. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, as a fan, you're looking to see your the kid, even the kid looking to see their hero. The, the, and you're looking to see the one, the quarterback, Andrew Love. So you, that's only you know. That's my favorite quarterback. Now you got the dad. You got the, you got the fans. You got the, the watch this guy play through the years. Now you're saying, okay, I'm gonna retire. Well, what about me? You know, it, it, yes. it, 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 what about me now? Uh, what about the money? I want to watch him play, and it's unfair. It, it, it's unfair he's not playing because. And without Andrew Luck, what are the fans going to do? Is it excitement to watch your star quarterback, your star player, running back, your star receiver? That's what is entertainment for the NFL because that's what brings in the money in the box sales for the games. And see, that's that's the part that uh, that's going to surprise me now. Do a lot of the coach fans start saying to themselves, we want our money back because – we be bought into a product that's really not the product that we're going to get. And that's where Brissette is going to come in. And I think, listen, I, and I think the Lake, the, the Colts are feeling that they're in a great place at this point. I think they feel uh, with Andrew Luck that with him gone. And I think when we look at now, you remember, as you stated, they're not asking for 20.4, million back of Andrew Luck. When I heard that, the first thing came to my mind was if there's a possibility that Andrew right. Luck can return back to the coach once he get his mind clear. I think this was more of him beat in the mind more than beat body-wise. 
I know his okay. body is taking a toll, but I think he was defeated mentally with what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. And there's a lot of pressure come with being an NFL quarterback. You got to walk a certain way. You got to move a certain way. And the only thing I, and that's one thing I'm saying to myself is that these new age quarterbacks, yeah, huh? they're not, they're moving to a beat of a different drum of what they put uh, uh, Andrew Luck in. I think they put Andrew Luck in that same Peyton Manning, Tom Brady type mold, but the new quarterbacks, uh, uh, these guys are not, they're not dancing to that, that, that music anymore. They understand, hey, right. yes, I am a quarterback, but guess what? I'm part of the team. And I'm right. what's the difference between me and and another guy on the team? I understand I, I right. carry a bigger role, I carry a bigger stick, but there's no difference. And I think that's why I think Jacob said I think they feel pretty good that he can come step in and take this role, you know and handle it for Andrew Luck as Andrew Luck. But before we go, March, before we get off this topic so soon, Doug, play me uh, the sound bite and play that, that second sound bite for me. Uh, I mean, play that first sound bite of that second take from 30 seconds to a minute and 38 seconds of that. And let's listen to how his voice started breaking up as he went to talk about how he's mentally been defeated. Then he misses the whole season, and so I think that's probably why the reaction was what it was, but uh, still regrettable in my mind. You know, Matt, there's going to be people out there in the coming days, fans, pundits, who are going to say, why not tough it out? Take more time off. Go out. Get better. You've been through the pain of injury. You know what it's like. What would you say to those people who have that kind of reaction? I, I just they have no idea. I mean, this is one of the toughest. I played 18 years in the NFL, and this is one of the toughest guys that I ever played with. And I think most people would tell you this is one of the toughest guys that they've ever played against. I remember having a conversation with Andrew. I, played, I finished my career in Indy 18 years, and Andrew said to me, like, wow, you played 18 years. Like, was it super hard? And I remember saying to him, you know, some years are much easier than others. I played 2005, I played every game, it was nothing. I was healthy the whole time. And then there were other years, 2008, where like, man, this is no fun at all. And a year later, after having said that to him, he calls me up, I think it was 2016. He said, wow, I had no idea what you meant, but 2016, just dealing with injury after injury after injury, this was a very tough year. And, and, and Mars, as you heard, that's these are when as he's calling guys around to ask him how tough is the NFL, how hard is it on the body, and how hard is it on the mind. And he found out that the NFL is just what it is. The NFL is mentally as well as physically a sport of brutality. And now what they're saying now, and I'm gonna tell you, this is what they're saying. The one thing that the NFL's got to look for is that this does not hurt their brand all over again with parents of young kids saying, ah, the way he sounded like, I don't know if I want my child to be involved in the NFL in playing football. NFL took a hit when this, when CTE came in and they was, you know, battling through that. Now one of their perimeter players, this remind me, right. and when you think about it, it remind me, Pretty much not on the same wavelength, but of another type wavelength of when uh, when when Barry Sanders suddenly decided, oh, yeah. hey, I'm done with this. I'm walking right. away. I don't want anything to do with it. I'm good. I but but 
this one, Barry wasn't beat down. Barry was just frustrated with the Lions from a standpoint that they he didn't feel that they was putting enough around him right. to make him win, to have a winning season for him. So that's why he decided, hey, I'm done. But is this a trend that we're starting to see with younger athletes? Because these athletes now are making more money than yeah. you can shake a stick at. Young older guys didn't have to stay around. These older guys had to stay around because they weren't making the money uh, that these guys are making. But when you look at you look at a, 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 a Barry Sanders, you look at Andrew Luck. Look at the money that they're putting out. That's being put out to them. Look at his signing bonus. You talked right. spoke about that. A signing bonus that's not being asked. You know, back from the, uh, the team. Normally, a team will ask back. Hey, we want our money back. We want every dime of that signing bonus that we can recruit. They're asking for it back, but they're not asking for it back in this case. They're allowing him to keep it. And that's why I say it opens up the door for possibly a return of Andrew Luck. Well, we're going to head to a quick commercial break. We're going to come back here on the Tony Sands show. We're going to continue this topic because it is the hottest topic going on in sports. Has taken over everything. Has it put a dark cloud? Over the National Football League. We'll talk about that and more as we return back here on the Tony Sands Show. I haven't been able to live the life I want to live. Taking the joy out of this game. And after 2016 where I played in pain and was unable to regularly practice, I made a vow to myself that I would not go down that path again. I find myself in a similar situation. And the only way forward for me is to remove myself from football in this cycle that I've been in. We're live here back on the Tony Sands Show. And as you heard that, he said, listen, he can't live the life that he wanted to live. That he wanted to live. And the only way for him to do that was to remove himself. And when you listen to his voice, you got to listen to his voice. His voice sounded like a guy that was saying, hey, listen, I got to get rid of this. I'm having problems mentally as well as physically trying to cope with the things that comes with the NFL, that comes along with the NFL. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. But then we got to understand now. In the, we talk about what he's possibly has left on the table. You got to figure in 2016 he signed a five-year, 122 million dollar contract. Signed a five-year, 122 million dollar contract with the NFL. With when you look at it, his average salary. 24 million. He got a roster bonus that was coming to him and this year. And I think what happened, and I'm going to tell you, he was due that roster bonus. And he, I think he told him he'll retire before they have to pay him the roster bonus. And I think Ursay said, okay, hey, that's cool. We love that. We get it. And then in 2000, uh, in t- 2020, he was set to make 11 million. Right. But when you look at how young Andrew Luck is, from a standpoint of football and quarterbacks, a group that is not taking that many hits. According to the Colts organization, they stated that Andrew Luck left over half of a billion dollars on the table when he retired. Half That's a lot a of billion money. Dollars. That's half. extremely a lot of money. Yes. So you know that his body, his mental... Yeah. Was not. He, he's saying, 
you know, my body can't take it no more. My mind can't yes. take it no more. And yes. it's not even about the money. I, I just want to, you say you just want to be in peace. Now, yes. that, that's hard to believe when we don't have that money. <laughs> Correct. But then you understand <laughs> the pounding that, uh, yes. they, that, that the, the fun. Now, we all play in the level of sports, collegiate sport and pro, and it's, it's a business. It, it's, it's wear and tear. If, you're, if, you have, if you're not mentally tough to be there, every day is like a, a, a job in school. You have to be mentally tough to, and finish out the job every day. And the expect, expectation is high. So he's saying, my expectation, I can't give you me. So I'm going to walk away from right now. I can't give you me. My mind is not there, and my injury is, is going to be a part of why I'm not going to play. But think about it. When you don't – you remember when you play ball, you're like, I don't want to get hurt. I want to get hurt. You're trying not to get hurt, you know. Correct. And in mindset, I'm hurt, and I'm ready to walk away with all that money left on the table. That is amazing. I, listen, this quote verbatim, uh, owner Jim Erstein notes – Andrew Luck is giving up almost $500 million by walking away from the NFL. With quarterback salaries already at $35 million per year, Luck would have pushed $40 million. Another deal after maybe $50 million. With the total, when they're looking at the long haul of it, a total of walking away from half of a billion dollars. That is a lot of money for one uh, to walk away. But when it comes to your mental state and the money that he's already earning, understand now, luck doesn't come from the urge to need. Luck already had. his. He come from a wealthy family. Right. He don't come from a family that's of poverty to where some of these guys play because guess what? They got to make sure that they don't go back to poverty. So right. they play longer than what their mind and their body will allow. True. But then now you got to right. remember also the Colts had a, their receiver, Johnson, retired. Mm -hmm. And his situation didn't end so well because guess what? The Colts stated that they wanted their want to recoup their money. They wanted to recoup right. every dime of their signing bonus that they gave to Calvin Johnson. So this thing didn't work out well for Calvin as well as it worked out for Andrew Luck. Right. You know, and now that's what people are comparing this to is like, okay, how do one team ask for all their money back, but mm -hmm. another team decides, hey, listen, we don't want it. You keep it. You keep well, this. I, they haven't hoped that he come back. They praying that he come. He just going to sit out for a while. Just, just give him a break, and he's going to come back. That was his thinking because he's young. Give him, let him go Correct. home. Let him rest. You know, let me get my mind right. Let me be around my family. Then the itch. I got to get out. I got to get back out there. I got to get Correct. ready to play. And he's going to have that itch, and they're going to say, come back. They're going to welcome him back in. Yeah, I mean, you, when you look at Andrew Luck, you're talking about a, a quarterback of his stature. Of course, 
who would not allow him to come back in? Right. Who would not allow Andrew Luck to return back to their franchise? When you're talking about a quarterback with that leadership, hey, you gotta you gotta have this guy around. You 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 know I know Jacob Brissett is going to help them, but listen, to know that you have an Andrew Luck with the upside, and he was young with this. No, I don't want to see none of that. Give us him back. We're gonna make sure we keep this relationship, right? Because I'm quite right. there. There been rumbling since this that the that Detroit is trying to mend its relationship back with Calvin Johnson. I don't know if that could could even come to a head, being that you know that relationship ended so bad that right. it ended so bad. Versus Correct. you know the situation that we are in with Andrew Luck. They have made that the team have made that and say, hey, listen, we're not going to recruit. We're not going to stoop that low. There's a d- different standard. You got to understand in the NFL, there's a different standard for the quarterback position versus any other position. Right. So you, you, you got to be very careful. And with him announcing his announcement, now several guys from around the league stated how they felt about his departure some were positive, some was negative. But for the most part, all the NFL guys in the NFL understood what was going on. They know it is a right. bruised sport. I think more so fans and, and the media could not understand it. But everybody else that's around this sport understand that it is a brutal sport. Understand right. that it is a brutal sport when it comes to football so it, it reminds me of we, we we very rarely hear this Marcus, and, and, and this is a way you can chime in even more we very rarely hear this in basketball yeah you know you know to where guys are saying ah this is too much for me uh, it's not a you know I, I, i'm wondering what is the common denominator that one right. says in basketball, hey, I can play this game and continue and continue, versus football, when football say, hey, listen, I'm done. You hear this more in the football side, but I think because of the, the, the toughness in the sport. That's why we say everybody can't play this game because it is too tough. It's the, it's the impact. You know, like you say, the toughness of the game. You know, you constantly two two trucks running full speed, 30 miles per hour, hitting each other. Constantly, and just thinking basketball, what you do, you run, you bumping, and you're running down the court, and your legs, our legs go first at basketball. Our knees go. That 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 what happens, and you can't run no more, and your back start hurting. Correct. Those are problems with basketball players. Your knees, your back. You don't tease them about your shoulder too much, or your or your neck. But with football, it's the whole body. Think about it. using your head, your back, your neck. Your legs, your feet, correct. You know everything. Your hams, everything that part of your body. You're using a whole lot of football, and it's a it's a compact sport. It's it's, it's really a a gladiator sport that they're really are just trying to knock each other blocks off. And we were just talking about the NFL by losing the kids. Think about the younger kids. Parents today are not saying, "I'll, I'll take my kids to soccer." And, you and hear a lot of parents football. say that, Mark, that they're going to soccer, they're going right. to baseball, 
they're going to basketball. Only thing about that with uh, with when I, when I look at a sport like basketball, their odds of show getting a getting a scholarship, their odds are tough because you got to be a certain height. Soccer, you don't have to. You can go into, right. and I don't even know if you want to even dab into uh, rugby. For the well, simple fact, rugby is a brutal sport. It is. But you don't hear about rugby like we do like no. football in and and for some and reason. I, you know and that's a, I, I think a lot of that has to do with that rugby is on the way up, but it is not to a point to where the money, I think anything that is more or less money driven, then I think that's where uh, you're going to hear about it. NFL is money driven. It is the most popular sport. So, of course, I think we get that more when it comes to the NFL versus rugby. Right. But look at right. soccer. Soccer is, you're talking about a, a, a global sport, but the right. NFL, the Dallas Cowboys, is the number one sport franchise in the world. Right. In the world. Mm. So here we go again with that to say that the NFL, and they, they are a business that runs its ship very tight. They run it very tight. Uh as you can see, even down to the standpoint of they moved to, they moved really pretty much to a different beat and a different drum than any other organization. I think uh, in they don't they don't too much care. As you can see, there's contract people's able to get contracts, people not able to get contracts. But when we look at let's let's look at uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, he's trying to get his money with the Dallas Cowboys. And we've trying to he's trying to raise the value of the running back, but I don't know if he's going to be able to do that from a standpoint. You're not at that because the Cowboys still have two years. So we're going to find out uh, as we go to this quick commercial break. We're going to come back with my main man Bibbs, our Cowboy Insider, on Ezekiel Elliott. Will he be ready for the Cowboys, or will they have to do a Emmitt Smith sit out? We lose, Jerry. The pressure is on you. To bring the Cowboys in. Stay tuned here on the Tony Sands Show. Unrelenting both in season, both in and off season. Uh, and I felt stuck in it. And the only way I see out uh, is, is to to no longer play football. Uh, it's it's taken my joy of this game away. We're back here on the Tony Sands Show. I'm live with my co-host Maurice Love and our Cowboy Insider. Bibbs is joining the show. What's on, Bibbs? What's going on, man? Well, we, we, you know, we still got the same old drama going on in Big D. Same old, same old. We did get another player signed, as we know, but we're still dealing with the same back and forth between <laughs> Jay Jones and Ezekiel Elliott. I think it's more, I think, but when you, when you say, I think this is more Hollywood than it is drama, because I think this is what Jerry does. To keep the Cowboys relevant, to keep the Cowboys Absolutely. in the news. The more the Cowboys are in the news, the more each and every day we turn on talk shows, sports talk radio. The Cowboys, outside of what has happened in in Indy, the Cowboys is the number one trending thing when it comes to sports topics. Cowboys, Zeke Elliott, Cowboys, Smith, Cowboys. Dak Prescott, Cowboys, Jerry Jones. If you notice, somebody's always saying something to grab, whether Stephen Jones or Jerry, to grab attention 
to the Dallas Cowboys. How do you yeah. see this thing with Ezekiel Elliott? Do it come to a head before week one, or do we drag this thing out into week one, possibly week two of the open season, regular season? I mean, the rumblings around here, uh, it, I mean, it, it could go into the season. Uh, as we know, Jerry offered an extended contract, you know, to Ezekiel Elliott, which around the range of, I guess, the second highest paid running back in the NFL behind, behind Todd Gurley and in front of Le'Veon Bell. But we get to see Zeke sign that deal that supposedly had been offered, so we still sit here. And with the question that you asked, I can possibly see going into week one. Now, the last time the Cowboys found themselves in a situation with their star running back, week one and week two didn't end well. But the final result was great. Do you see Jerry as saying, hey, listen, listen, I'd have done this before and I and I reap the benefits. Or do you say, nah, I don't know if this will play out like that. So I got to get this guy in. I wait the week one to get him signed to bring the attention back to the Dallas Cowboys. And then we go right, uh, possibly right, right up to game time. And then we drop the bombshell on him by signing Dak Prescott. And then now you still got Amari Cooper. So one of those guys are going to have to get a franchise tag. I don't see how the Cowboys can pay all three of those guys. But then, you know, hey, Jerry is a very creative guy. So how do you and everyone in Texas see this thing is playing out for uh, uh, the rest of those guys? Well, I feel like a lot of people are starting to get uncomfortable. That's 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 the the, uh, the rumors around or the things I've been hearing. They're starting to get uncomfortable because because of the back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. We do look back at you know the past with it with uh, Emmy Smith and Jay and that the triplets they had in the nineties and you know. Um, Emmitt set out for the first two games, but he eventually was paid, and he came back. And like you said, that season ended with them winning the Super Bowl. The cap situation, I think, at this day and age, is a little bit different. And so I think it will play out slightly different than what it played out in the past, which is why I think people are a little bit, you know, uncomfortable with him not, you know, being signed at this point. I do think it'll get done, but – at, at this point, I re, I don't know when it, it'll, it'll get done, but we're hoping that it get it gets done before or for at least the first week of the season. But do you like think you that said, this so put thought, do you think that ahead. this put tension on Jerry and Zeke's relationship moving forward? Um, it's business, and if both of them kind of understand, which I think Jerry understands, it's business, and from what. We're reading about from Zeke. It's business, but Correct. you know the verbal, you know, joking with the jokes, and and it seems like Zeke's a little bit irritated, you know. But I think winning can cure anything. So yeah. if he's able to get signed <laughs> and they're able to win, then there will be no issues between Jerry Jones and Ezekiel Elliott. He got his money. Jerry get his wins and possibly his Super Bowl if it comes down to it, and everybody will be happy. So no, I don't think for the future it'll it'll um have any issue. They'll have any issues as far as their relationship goes. They must get the deal done. Now you guys, you know, you win, you win, 
big in this third preseason game. You guys won big. How does that play into the fact of when you're having the success that you guys' backup running back is having? How much pressure does that put on Jerry right away to sign Ezekiel Elliott? Because Jerry has already thrown jabs at Zeke that day. Listen, we're still, we're, Jerry, we feel comfortable. Jerry's running, Jerry's running his business like he's supposed to. You never, you know, have all your ducks in one particular, you know, employee. You have multiple. Correct. You you, you hire yep. you hire other other people to do certain jobs. So if indeed that particular employee decides that he want to quit or maybe go, you know, to another team or not play for you at this moment, this moment, then you can you can use the well that you you've you've um, obtained through draft through drafting. So I think that you know Jerry has done well with in his recent draft. He has a stock of backs that can you know. Maintain the load is what I think. Mm-hmm. Nobody in that backfield can do exactly what Ezekiel Elliott does. They're not that special. But I think the backs that he does, accumulation of backs that he do have, it has given him a little bit of time, and the pressure is not so much on him to go ahead and just throw out, a, you know, a third amount but, of money at Zeke just to get him in the count, you know? And that's what Zeke is looking for. Zeke is looking, and I don't know, it's tough in this day and age. And What Zeke is looking for is to set the value back at the running back position. But I think in this day and age, the way the passing game has just dominated the NFL, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that will ever come back to a standpoint. Because I started seeing, once they started using a two-back system, at that point it started diminishing the role of having that every down back because if you know look around the league no team has one back that you would call that workhorse that every down back everybody has two backs even with Gurley yeah. in, in, in LA they have two backs check this out Tony check this out though so what I'm starting to see and you can tell me if I'm wrong or not I'm starting to see the evolution of running backs not in the sense like you said the two down back line up in the eye formation and then run it down your throat they're starting to evolve into more of pass catching slash runners yes. where you can spit them out and put them in the mm-hmm. slot. Or they can lead your – they can, you know, be second in catches on your team by catching the ball at the backfield multiple times throughout the season as scapegoats for the quarterback. That's what I'm starting to see in these yes. running backs. And Ezekiel Elliott is one of those backs that's starting to pick up his passing, his game within the passing attack. Like last year, he had – I want to say he was one of the second or third leading in receptions on the team last year, which is part of his argument. He's like, look, I can run the ball, but I can also catch it. So if you want to try to put me in that category where I just run the ball because that's what our offense is geared around, then no. If you want to spread it out, you can spread me out and put me out here too, and I probably can make plays the same way. So that's what I'm starting to see in these running backs. I'm starting to see the good ones are starting to catch the ball and become good pass catchers because they know that's what it's going to take to still play in this league. You got to figure Zeke had 77 receptions last year, 567 yards at a 7.4 yard average for three touchdowns as a receiver. But now, now, and let's look, and I would love to see how that is broken down when it comes to just the screen, screen passes versus actually getting out in routes. So I'm quite sure Jerry them is saying, okay, we can screen pass you, but then you look at his rushing yards. He had 304 attempts. That's a lot of attempts for 1,400 yards, average 6.4.7, 
six TDs. So now, he, he here we are, a back that is pretty much, when you look at the percentage of your offense, is pretty much a lot of your offense and has helped Dak ease the pressure off of him. How do we see this thing as getting to a point to where we got to say, hey, listen, you got to get this guy. We got to stop playing these games. At I think all. Already then, like, yeah, we got to get that, this thing I think done. they're already at that point. They know exactly what they have in Ezekiel Elliott. It's just the numbers game at this point. You're just playing the numbers to make sure that you have your, your – you, nobody's, like, hurt, I guess, at the end of the day. At you the have end enough – to, to, to take care of other people down the line. And he said as far as the value that he's, uh, he's, he's earned and that he's worth, you know. So I think, you know, I think they, they'll, they'll come to an agreement in the next maybe two to three weeks. I think it's going – I think Jared, from a standpoint of, of – of, I think he'll drag this out, really, until week one. Until week one. And, and – and, we talk about the comments that, you know, the the little joking that was being dug at and Zeke was kind of pissed off and this, that, and the other. But you heard the strong stance that Jerry made when it oh, came to that. <laughs> I did. Yeah. You know, Jerry made a strong, and his exact words was, I think I've earned that right mm. to joke with Ezekiel Elliott. I think I've earned that right. To joke with Ezekiel Elliott. So now, here we go. Do have Jerry truly earned the right to, you know, joke from a standpoint of saying, "Well, Zeke, did he? Do you feel, and do the Dallas Nation feel that Jerry earned that right to to joke with Ezekiel Elliott in that manner?" Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, he's you know been in the bat for Ezekiel Elliott numerous amount of times. With his off the field issues, you know, he actually, and, and at the end of the day, he gave him his opportunity. I'm not saying that he wouldn't have gotten an opportunity by 31 other teams, but Jerry was the one who drafted him at the number four, you know, draft position in that, that year's draft. When the running backs were kind of looked at at that point, like, mm, I don't know if you want to take a running back that high right now. And Jerry decided, nah, we're going to go ahead and do it. So, yeah, I do agree. I do think that Jerry has earned. The right to joke with Zeke, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and when you look at it, Jerry, I guess Jerry compared, I guess a little bit of the joking to a thing where he say, you know, and this, you know, quote coming from him, he, he said, you know, he was talking about, he said, we know each other, meaning him and Zeke know each other. We have been in battles with each other, and he when he and he brings up Michael, he said, like Michael Irving trying to roll back and, you know, clear something out with me. I guess, you know, any time that if, if it ever had came up, because Mike was in that negotiation situation with Jerry just as well. And I guess he was like, hey, listen, you know, I need, you know, hey, listen, I've, you know, put my life on the line for the Dallas Cowboys. So I feel that. And I guess Jerry's saying, hey, listen, Mike came to me. So we can, we can hash out anything that we have when it comes to that. But the bottom line is let's get this. Let's be at least at negotiating table to try to get this thing hashed out. Right. You know, and I so, think it'll get done. I think it'll get done. Um, it just, and, all right. Now, like you said earlier, it's just to play on the media, to keep every, keep the eyes 
on the Cowboys in the situation, and eventually it'll get done, and it'll be even bigger because you know once it get done, Jerry's going to have a whole party about it. So we, we definitely will see it. And that's now, you, and you know he is, and you know Jerry's going is is going to be a hugging, uh, uh, mutual like, hey, this is behind us. Let's move on. Both of us knew that it was just that. But like I said, the only thing about this is that Zeke pulled this a year too early, I think. But I understand why he pulled it for the simple fact the the value of the running back is decreasing. So I gotta go after this money right now, because if I don't go out there right now, come next year, if I don't have a good year. The value of myself drops because I, I I went to the negotiating table after I had my best season. Right. So I, don't, I, I can't. I, don't, I, don't, I see. I see exactly what you mean because he has two more years on his contract. So indeed, contract. he's a year a year early. But the trade on Zeke, they. I mean. Yeah. He's watching them the same way they did with Demarco Murray. Run them, run them, run them, run them. You know, be successful, but run them and then don't pay them. And then so, run them out of town. And then run him out of town and let somebody else try and pay him. No, nah, yes. I think Zeke caught on to it a little bit earlier. It's like, look, let's make this happen right now. Let's so get I this can done. So I can Cowboy for the future, and we can try to get to the Super Bowl together. And we can make this a, this a match made in heaven. Now, tell me this. And I know we're, we're, we got to get back to Ryan, uh, Andrew Luck. But let, let, let how did – People around when it, I know it doesn't make a difference if it's not Ezekiel at topics in Dallas. What was your take when you heard that Andrew Luck retired without without hearing the press conference, without anything else? When you first heard that, what was your take on this whole situation? Well, it was kind of kind of. I was actually in the movies when I saw the news. My phone lit up and I was like, "What? I thought I read it wrong." A wrong person or something. <laughs> like, he retired? Okay, wow, okay. And so, my initial thought was, I always thought Andrew Luck was a little bit off anyway. Yes. If you just kind of uh-huh. listen to his press conference. When I say off, I don't mean like in a bad way. I mean, he was just a little different than, you know, the yeah, normal quarterbacks. He even spoke, it just, he just was a little bit different. He's borderline a genius in a sense. Correct. But his, his well, you, you know, social cues and social... Socially, kind of weird, you know, but and I saw that, and so when I when I read it, I was like, okay, yeah, I can kind of see that. But I also thought, you know, thought about his injury history. His injury history Correct. has been kind of significant within the last couple of years, and I don't think he's able to play the game like he would like to play the game. He's kind Correct. of physical, and you know, he was, he could take punishment, but that punishment is taking a toll on his body, and he he sees it. And it's just like he said in the press conference, it's making the game not fun anymore. Having to go through rehab every year, and you know the mental aspect of it, and you got all the other pressure of this, you know, on top of you trying to become back and be that top tier quarterback that he's been throughout his career. So I can see why. And then the whole head trauma thing, you know, they keep, the, the NFL players are starting to pick up on the head trauma and and yes. seeing early signs of it. To, you know, let me my my me go ahead and mm-hmm. I have to go ahead and retire right. early just to you know, keep my brain safe for my family and my future. You know, let me so see. And, and let's let's listen to that as well. We're speaking, of. Doug. If you can play me that that on that same Ryan Clark soundbite. Play me the 15 seconds to a minute and two seconds of that same soundbite. Thing. 
unrelenting, both in season, both in and off season. Uh, and I felt stuck in it. And the only way I see out uh, is is to to no longer play football. Uh, it's it's taken my joy of this game away. It's very difficult. I love this team. I love my teammates, the folks in our building, the fans, the game of football. And, and as part of this team, uh, as, a, as a member of this team, and because of how I feel, I know that I am unable to pour my heart and soul into this position, uh, which would not only sell myself short, but the team in the end as well. I'm in pain. I'm still in pain. I've been in this cycle, which feels like, I mean, it's been four years of this injury pain rehab cycle. And for me to move forward in my life the way I want to, it, it, it doesn't involve football. But mom, dad, mayor, Emily, Ad. Uncle Will. Listen, guys, the one thing I took out of that soundbite is when this man said, I'm in pain. I'm and in pain. And the joy, too. And the joy, too, now. Yeah, he said the joy. But you can, I think when when you're not physically and mentally in pain, you can kind of work through trying to get the joy back. But when a man, he emphasized that. I'm in pain. That means, guess what? That means not only your mental state, but your physical state cannot let you endure this anymore to again to a point to where you can't enjoy it. Because he knows, I'm quite sure, what every with every one of these injuries that he's had, there's going to be long-lasting effects. And with him playing the game, like they say, he's probably one of the uh, easiest going quarterbacks. You can hit him and about knock the head off. And he say, hey, man, great hit. So right. we're at, is this something that Andrew Luck said, hey, listen, I've made enough money here. And, and as you say, they was in negotiations about this. Him and the coach, uh, upper management, was in negotiations about this of how this would play out. I don't think they was ready for it to leak out because they was they had then set the press conference for Sunday. And it so happened, Adam Shepler put it out in the forefront. Yeah, and it caught him off guard. <laughs> they weren't gonna wait to put that out. We knew as soon no. as they got that information from a credible what? source, it was it was coming out. <laughs> as soon as they weren't gonna be able to hold as, that one. As soon as you get it. And you know you got a credible source, and you know it is right. that that's. And I'm gonna tell you something. For that to be a credible source, it had to be someone close to either the organization or someone in his circle to say, "Hey, listen, this is what we're gonna do." Right. But I don't I know if they was. I don't know if he was understanding it, when it when the timing was gonna dip. I didn't. I know he didn't think that he would be on the field doing a preseason game, not dressed out, and that this would start leaking out. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little, it's it's a different situation. I've never, I've never experienced this before. Yeah, I've you never know, seen it before. This is the first I've time I've seen, seen this. This is the first time I think, you, like you say, you guys have seen a quarterback, you know, kind of in his prime, 
years of his career, just say, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And see, this you know, I've never heard think... a quarterback say I'm in pain either. You know, yeah. I never heard. I've never heard him saying that. You know, it's yeah. a, 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 a gladiator sport, and so you know, you don't hear or they've been taught not to show or you know tell somebody when they're in pain, especially not to me. That's true. But That's the true. fact that he he's telling you the truth, like, look, man, I'm hurting. Probably hurt to get out to bed in the morning. You know, just to, you know, get on the field. And that's not – I can see him not being happy, you know, being in pain. Because I wouldn't be happy getting out to bed hurting every day, neither. That messes up your mental, too. Just think about it, just yes. being hurt like that. Just waking up like that every morning. Right. Like got to go through it out. every single day. Right. Yep. And you just – And, guys, like, listen, what? it's been – listen, we got to close the show out. But, Doug, what, when we leave out, I want you to play that sound bite while we're leaving off because I, I want people to hear – and understand, and don't boo a guy like this. A guy that has bought the Indianapolis Colts playoffs, playoffs, championships, and, and all of a sudden to be booed and to go out that way, as he stated, he was hurt. Terrible. And to say that if to say that he didn't hear it and that he wasn't hurt, it would be a stat. And I think that was just a, a, a natural reaction to something that you spurred a moment. You thought it was that. Guys, listen, we're going to close out the show. We're going to join – you join the Tony Sands show each and every week with me, my main man, Bibbs, my cowboy insider, because he's going to stay on top of, do we have Zeke? Don't we have Zeke? Do I have the right to joke with Zeke or do I not? But we will, as a news break in cowboy country, we will break it here on the Tony Sands show. Listen, Mo. Yes, sir. Keep it, keep it cool in the A. Yes, sir. Bibbs, stay on top of that Texas thing. If it news break, we break it. Live here on the Tony Sands Show, but we're leaving off here tonight with this the same sound bite. Doug, play that off, and then we're gonna sign out. You continue. If your life is too tough, and at a point you don't you gotta give up something, you got to make a decision. Let's not let money be that driving factor what keeps you in something that you are not happy. <laughs> 